Hey guys, thank you for joining us. We are a little bit late, but sorry, we had some te technical difficulties. Um, just want to thank you guys for joining us. My name is Candy, and I'm with Candy in the Neighborhood. If you've never joined us, and this is my husband, Pastor Mario Gomez. Um, we just had some amazing things happen this week, um, this weekend. Um, so I'm going to let Mario tell you guys what happened this weekend. But I want to also tell you guys, through these amazing breakthroughs that we're having we have some breakdowns and the last two weeks have just been really satan attacking and really trying us really trying to see if the old us will come up you know so we've been um tried the last two weeks but still today we're going to be talking about citizens of heaven you know how do we continue to be citizens of heaven being in this world but not of the world how do we continue to be a citizen in heaven and living in this world? So Mario's going to give you a little bit about what happened this weekend. Yeah, this weekend it was uh, it was pretty cool. We I actually we were both supposed to go speak in Modesto. We were going to mm -hmm. speak at two different churches on Sunday, and then it was also uh, Sunday's prom weekend. Yes. So it was really busy, but things happened where uh, Candy had to stay here. I had to go up, but I had to go up, and I ended up speaking by myself. But a lot of really cool things happen at both churches. We'd like to really thank. Uh, hey, John, thanks for joining. Um, we'd really like to thank um, Pastor Lewis of A Place of Mercy, and also Pastor Johnny of The Good Life Modesto. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we had a really good time. And if you guys are looking for a good church up in the Modesto area, check mm -hmm. it out. So, um, yeah, today we're going to talk about uh, being kingdom-minded, minded, understanding what it is to be a king, uh, a citizen of a heavenly kingdom. Because I think that we forget, really, with that, that scripture that says, be in the world, but not of the world, it's right. huge for me because sometimes I forget that I'm a passerby in this world because I get consumed by it. Right. And I forget that I am a citizen of heaven, you know, and then there's moments where I'm like, what am I doing? Like, yeah, why am I thinking why this am I way? Thinking why am this I reacting? Way? Yeah, what, what's going on? Yeah, definitely. Like, w why am I, at, like, I should be joyful at all times because right. I don't even belong to this world. Right, and so today, we're that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about uh, being citizens of a heavenly kingdom as we live um, here on earth as well. And so your foundational scripture for today is found in Matthew 6, 31, 33. It says, do not worry saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear for the pagans run after these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. You could also, if you're taking notes, Matthew four seventeen, for the time of Jesus began to preach, repent for the kingdom of heaven has come near. So it's important to understand that we're heavenly citizens, but a lot of time we react in an earthly manner. Um, so here's a couple of examples for you. When somebody pulls out in front of you, um, how do you react? When something doesn't go your way, what's your initial reaction? Whether you get fired from a job or you're in a storm of life or what else? 
just anything like the worries the worries of this world he's saying right. you won't worry about what you eat or drink most of us are consumed on how we're going to pay our bills right that mm-hmm. consumes us in 2019 why because the cost of living is so high it's not as i look at my children now the my 20 year olds and i see that they're having a hard time it was it's not like when i was 20 years old at 21 i was buying my house like i was buying my home and my kids, it's really hard for them to buy a house right now. But understanding, that's what's happening in the earth. I tell them, I don't need you to see. I'm trying to change their perspective because I'm tra- changing my perspective. That's what the world says. The world says it's hard for them. But what does God say about this situation? So how are we seeing this? We're worried about our bills. We're worried how we're going to eat. We're worried about all these things. We don't trust God. What does God say about this situation? So it's like this, too. If you want to compare, like, there's Mario's earthly way of thinking, and then what does the kingdom of God say about my thinking? There's Mario's way of what a relationship should look like, but what does the Bible say? What What does being a heavenly citizen what does that marriage look like? So yeah, because so first of all, that's let, really hard to to comp- and that's what you know. What maybe I should grab a pen and show them what they need to do. Like you know how we did it, oh, and yeah. just put it up so they can see it, so they can get a visual. Because I'm very visual. I have to see something um, to get it. I read it and then I have to see it. So I don't know if any of you are like me, but when I take notes to study for a test, I can actually close my eyes and see my paper where my notes were and where they were at and could kind of remember my notes from the from writing um and even highlighting so i'm a very visual creature so i'm gonna show you guys as he's telling you the next um the next slide okay Okay. so think about it like this we're a part of this heavenly kingdom you're a citizen so who's the king the king is king jesus um what is the constitution of that kingdom the constitution is the word of god that's mm-hmm. that's our boundaries that's that tells us uh what our membership is about what our citizenship is about our benefits in god's kingdom his promises what is the ambassador of this heavenly kingdom that's the holy spirit right so the holy spirit is the ambassador Think of it, I don't know if any of you guys are history buffs, I love history. So, um, when a kingdom is set, there's a king, there's an ambassador, because he's trying to, the king is trying to expand his territory. So, right now, our Heavenly Father is first trying to expand his territory in our thinking, in our heart, right? And then also throughout the world. Mm -hmm. So is your thinking heavenly minded or is it earthly minded? When somebody pulls out in front of you, is it earthly minded or heavenly minded? If you're in a relationship, is it earthly minded or heavenly minded? Are you in those boundaries of the constitution, which is the word of God? You'll only know your benefits you'll only know have you any of you guys ever been to remember we went to a timeshare yeah at the timeshare we stood a whole day there and they talked to us about if we become a member 
these are our benefits. This yeah. is what we could do. Well, the problem is a lot of us as Christians, we do not understand that we are heavenly citizens. Yes. And because we're heavenly citizens, we are supposed to, or we should understand what the constitution is because that is the law. That's the membership. It tells you what you could do and what you're about in this heavenly kingdom. Those are your rights. So every American should know the Constitution. Right. Or else you don't know your rights and the benefits of being a United States citizen. So when you look at the Bible as your Constitution, you are a citizen of heaven and don't even know your rights to the kingdom that you are a citizen in. So there are benefits of being a, a U.S. citizen and there are benefits of being a citizen of heaven. But if you don't know the Constitution, if you don't know the Bible, then you don't know the rights or your benefits that you should be fighting for. Right. So when we talk about heavenly minded and, and earthly minded, you can do this and I, I just put it up like this let me see if you could see it it's backwards oh it's backwards okay um mm. put it up to a mirror yeah <laughs> well anyways you we wrote a list we could talk yeah we'll just well okay it's kind of backwards sorry guys we didn't turn it around that's why candy in the neighborhood isn't backwards too i forgot to do it sorry messed up told you guys technical difficulties so anyways earthly candy heavenly candy what does god say about earthly candy he says that earthly candy needs to get aligned with heavenly candy. That's what God is trying to point me to. Your walk with Christ is you going from here to here. So then you look at what is marriage? Earthly candy, what does she say about marriage? Wow, right? Like, it's too much work. He gets on my nerves. Um, there's other things, right? But what does heavenly candy say about marriage? You know that he that I love him that I, I am loyal to him I am committed to him um, we are the same spirit we are same mind we have the same mind which is the mind of Christ finances what does finance say County's all like you know basically another day another dollar I need a hustle I need a hustle earthly county says Give all my finances to God because they belong to him anyways. Heavenly. And I ain't the owner of all that money. I'm only the manager and I'm I'm called to manage that money, not to own it. It's not mine in the beginning. That's why it's so hard for people to give tithes because they think it's their money and it's not their money. It's God's money and you are just a manager. So how do you manage your money? It's up to you. Next one is children. Earthly children, their work to me. My earthly candy says work. That's when I see children, I'm trying to raise them to get them out because to me, it's work, 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 work. I've been doing this for 27 years, being a mom. So earthly candy gets tired. Earthly candy will try to spank them. Earthly candy does all kinds of stuff. Heavenly candy wants to give them Jesus. That they are gifts of God. They are gifts to me. That God entrusted these children to me to raise them to love God. That's what he's going to ask me. Everything. Not that if I encourage them to be successful, did I encourage them to go to college? No. Did I encourage them to love God with all their heart? Right. So, then trials, problems, trials, problems. Trials, problem, candy. 
is like, oh, earthly candy is like not another thing. I swear if something else goes wrong, I'm about to slap somebody. If something else goes wrong, that's earthly candy. Heavenly candy is like James chapter 1. Every trial and tribulation counted as joy because it is an opportunity to see God in your life. But time's out. She just quoted to you the Constitution that we live by, which is the Bible. The only way you'll understand your promises and benefits of being kingdom, uh, being a kingdom citizen, a heavenly citizen, and how um, we should think and how we should run our families and what a godly marriage looks like and how we should raise our children is if we understand the constitution the which is the bible of this heavenly kingdom that we're talking about so you being a citizen of this heavenly kingdom you you'll understand so much like people will be like i love god i go to church i believe in him i'm just not you know all all the way you know i don't just live my life all you know right i got some issues well i'm here to tell you that all of us got issues sorry to burst somebody's bubble but we all got issues. The thing is, the secret to it, here's the secret, guys, because everybody that's listening right now probably is listening because they love God. And they know that they're a child of God. But some Christians are living without the benefits of being a citizen of heaven. You think that you're going to get to heaven and you're going to have benefits when you get to heaven. No, I'm telling you, baby, that you got it all wrong. That the benefits are here because the kingdom of God is at hand. As soon as you step in to this this kingdom, when you say yes to the Lord, you become a citizen of heaven. There are benefits on earth. Right. Of being a citizen of heaven. But you will never know because you never read the Constitution. A United States citizen that does not read the Constitution, you don't know your rights. And most of us don't know it. Because we just memorized it to graduate 8th grade and we never yeah. looked at it again. Yeah. So you don't look at your Constitution. Those are your rights of being a United States citizen. The Bible is your constitution. So you're the citizen of this amazing kingdom, but you don't reap the benefits. That's the difference with a resident and a United States citizen. So residents, I have a bunch of family members. I, I, I'm, I'm Mexican, Mexican, like first generation that's in the United States. So my, my, my family is from Colima. And I have a lot of family that are residents. And I'm like, why don't you just become a United States citizen? You've been here 25 years. Like, I don't get it. You're paying taxes. You are paying all the dues that a citizen does, a citizen pays. You go to church. You feed the poor. You do all the things that a citizen of heaven does, but you don't reap the benefits because you don't know your constitution. So what happens is the resident, some of my family members, they're out there, they're paying their, their taxes, they're doing everything. And guess what? They, they can't get anything back. There's no social security for them. All their taxes that are being paid, they're giving it to, you know who they're giving it to right now. Baby mama is, has $10,000 right now because she got eight kids and she ain't working. So those residents, those hardworking people that are out in the fields and stuff are paying taxes, but they're not going to reap any, they're not going to reap any benefits from that money. Citizens are. 
citizens are reaping the benefits of their hard work because they don't understand they don't have the rights of a citizen and so citizens have rights citizens of heaven have all these rights but if you don't open up that bible and read the rights and the promises that are for you you will never never know that you're missing out right you'll live your life missing out no baby you're not going to get to heaven heaven is here when you're a citizen of heaven you can live heaven on earth i'm not saying that your life will be perfect but baby you can praise god and peace in a storm there's people that go through hard times and they'll just be praising god why because they understand that they're a citizen from heaven and they call heaven down to earth i'm done okay so along with that now, along I get passionate. With, I get passionate about this. Along with that, I, I think it's because I actually preached this this past weekend twice. And, <laughs> uh, but anyways, okay, so first you got to look at it. We're talking about being a citizen of a heavenly kingdom. See, no matter what, things happen first in the spiritual. So, in your body, in your mind and your heart, who has control of those things? Who has control of those things? Is it you? Or is it a heavenly Mario? Or is it an earthly Mario? Yeah. Those territories. Because we're talking about kingdom. And it says that we're supposed to move his kingdom forward. In our lives, our, is our thought, is our, is our heart captured? Is the king sitting on the throne in that territory and if not then you should you should realize that this is why we get in the messes that we're in mm-hmm. um for those of you that are in a relationship or have been in relationships did you continue to pick the same person over and over again why why because the because, territory yes. in her heart belong to somebody else instead of a heavenly citizen, a heavenly territory. It was all earthly candy. I thought I knew what was right. And this is the thing. Because I wasn't heavenly minded in that area of my life, I was heavenly minded in this other area, but in that area of relationship, oh, where are my women at? Where is my women? You love God, but then you go after these wrong men. Why? I'm going to tell you, it's not them. It's not. I know. I'm sorry. I'm going to offend you. I'm going to I'm gonna hurt you because it would have hurt me if somebody would have told me. The problem isn't them. The problem is your eyes. The problem is your perception. You see, perception is the way you see life. You're seeing life through earthly candy, not seeing life through earthly. I mean, heavenly candy. Heavenly candy wouldn't even give those guys the time of day. Yeah. Heavenly candy couldn't even have nothing in common with them. But earthly candy had a lot in common with them. And earthly candy wanted a man so bad, was desperate for a man so bad because of the lack of a man in her house and the lack of a man anywhere. No godly man was in my, in my, um, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, A model, an example. There was no godly man. My uncle was the closest godly man that I had, but I would only see him, one, you know, maybe three times a year. 
So there was nothing. So you're so desperate for the love of a man. You'll lay under everything or anything. You'll lay under a beast. Then you take them home and you wonder why they're an animal. Because you chose a beast. Because you're so desperate from the inside. You're so thirsty until you find Jesus. And he gives you, he crunches that thirst with his everlasting water. He opens your eyes. And I can't even see that type of man anymore. I can't, I could, I, I can't see them. But I mean, I can't see them with an attraction anymore. I could see them a mile away. They could be out. They could even quote scripture. They could quote scripture, and I'll be like, "Mm-mm." I know that. I know that. And I would have never seen Mario if God wouldn't have changed my eyes. So the problem isn't men. The problem isn't the world. The problem is us, our eyes, because nobody can do something to you unless you allow them. And so. When and and I'm not talking about like rape or beating or something. There's something most of the most of the things that happen in our life, we caused it, we allowed it, we brought it in, and so what's happening? Why we choose the same man over and over? It's not them that has to change, baby. It's you that has to change because that's what happened to me. I had to change, and that's why I kept on getting. They look different though, but they were the same. So that's what could get some women to be like, no, this guy, he's great. He's awesome. He's good. He's this and that. Now, now mm-hmm. let's look. Prince, Don't trust it. As I was doing a study for this, this uh, preaching I preached yesterday, mm-hmm. um, I did some research and, and Prince Henry from uh, England. Hey, Rhonda. Hey, hey Rhonda. Rose. As, from day Rosa one. Maria. From day one, when he was a kid, his culture was to raise him up is to be the next king. So by the time he's five years old, he has servants. He 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 talks, walks, eats, acts nothing like common people. Yeah. From from yes, day one. Yes. Just follow me from day one. Okay. So the Constitution tells us. The Bible tells us that we are part of a royal priesthood, wonderfully and beautifully made. All these promises that he tells us. But why is it, Rhonda, Rose, me, Candy, why don't we believe this? We don't believe it because our mind has been washed with lies, saying that you're not good enough. You constantly mess up. Who are you? Instead of believing that you are a heavenly citizen and this is why we settle we settle for different things we'll settle for the job instead of the career we'll settle for that person instead of for who god has for you and i've been single for eight years i mean this guy is the only one that pays attention to me because you can't see anybody else (laughs) Because the eyes of you, you need to open your eyes. And that only happens by God. God opens your eyes. Because there's some benefits that you have for being his child. And you don't know them. So why is he going to give... You know, this is a thing too. He needs to heal us. He needs to really heal our hearts. Or else, why would he give you an amazing guy so you can mess up his life? Like, he had to work on me before I got Mario. Or else I'd jack Mario up. I won't and he'd be already like, what the heck? Like, who is it's, this? Who's this person? Because there's like, you know, 
There's the, there's the, uh, what would I call her? The, um, there's like military candy. There's loving candy. There's sensitive candy. Cause, cause the sensitive one is when you hurt my feelings. Oh, yeah. And she's only there for about a couple of seconds. <laughs> sensitive candy is only there for a couple of seconds when he hurts my feelings because then it turns into, um, the Hulk candy. The Hulk. I, it's like, you hurt my feelings. I'm giving you five seconds to say you're sorry and acknowledge that you hurt my feelings. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah. Then it comes out. Yeah. So Okay, so that example, is that earthly candy or is that heavenly candy? When somebody pulls out in front of me, is it earthly, earthly Mario or is it heavenly Mario? When you lose your job, is it earthly Mario or heavenly Mario, right? And so the important thing is right when now... When you don't get your child support check, is it earthly earth candy <laughs> or is it heavenly candy? Right? So we're trying to be real here. Yeah. You know, something doesn't go your way, earthly Mario, heavenly, you know, Mario. So, and the reason why um, we wanted to give this is because, number one... Oh, I think it's slow. It's slowed down. Oh, man. I think our internet is messing up. Okay, so the, there it goes. The, our, our our internet connection slowed down for some reason, yeah. so I hope we're back up. Yeah. give us a thumbs up if you we're can back. hear us. Okay, so first of all, we need to understand how do we become a heavenly citizen? Jesus is the king, and that means he's the ruler of your life. Okay, so Jesus yes. has to be king and ruler of your life. In everything. He has to take territory of your mind, body, and soul. Mind, mind body, body soul. soul. Okay, that so means your whole heart, everything, everything. inside, everything. Right. Okay, so he needs he's, to be king of all. Right? Right? Earthly Rhonda Peter Taxi. Right, right? Right, girl. I got to get heavenly before I start going to the... Ta- I okay. haven't even went yet. So then, first you got to know the king. And you have to know what he's about. And the only way you'll know what the king is about is if you have a relationship with the king. You have to have a relationship with him so that you understand his, his territory, his boundaries, all, everything. You're going to find peace. You'll find everything that you'll ever need if you're in a relationship with King Jesus. Yes. Now, how does he talk to us? He talks to us through the Constitution, which is the Bible. Mm-hmm. The Bible, will it's the living word. It will allow you to see, just like a mirror, hey, I don't act heavenly in these areas. I don't act, I my mind doesn't think heavenly in these areas, right? Yeah. Because what happens is we deal with our flesh. And our flesh is in constant battle. The earthly Mario is in constant battle with the heavenly Mario. Yes. Right? So whatever one you feed the most will be the winner. And Mm -hmm. so that's why it's important for us to have a devotion life, to understand the the Bible as the Constitution, to say, hey, these are my rights as a heavenly citizen. And then the third thing is to advance the kingdom to advance the kingdom first in you yes okay in your home your family 
and then beyond your workplace because it says the kingdom is at hand if you read luke 17 20 21 it says once on being asked by the pharisees when the kingdom of god would come jesus replied the coming of the kingdom of god is not something that can be observed nor people will say here it is there it is because the kingdom of god is in your midst it is. It's yeah. right there. And it's, it's right here. It's right there with you. So we need to understand. How do you, do you really understand your rights as being a heavenly citizen? And today, um, we're, we're going to share with you um, <laughs> a little bit of what, what heavenly and earthly and how we go through these um, throughout the day because in some areas I'm more heavenly in thinking or in doing certain things than candy is and vice versa mm -hmm. right we so. have strong points so some areas of our life we are more heavenly than earthly and some areas of our life we are definitely more earthly more fleshly than heavenly and so in those areas, look, I'm here to tell you, you need to challenge yourself. If you justify any of your areas that you are fleshly and earthly, where you're carnal, where you, where you just, you know, God loves me, but I act like this and you justify yourself, you're doing yourself a disservice. You're just, you're, you're, you're missing out on your purpose because you're not going to get there justifying yourself. It's changing it's actually being like first recognizing recognizing that you have a problem right recognizing that you are fleshly because it's hard for us to say you know what i act like the devil in this area i act like the devil I, I don't even act like a christian in this area of my life i go against the word of god in this area of my life and that's for you you don't got to get on facebook you don't got to tell everybody that's for you I challenge you to do that because there's something on the other side of transformation. This is what he's talking about in Romans chapter 12 when he says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind, meaning everything that's not good. When God, God's word is like a mirror and it shows you everything good, bad, and ugly. Hold on to the good, but the bad and the ugly you're going to have to let it go to transform. If not, settle in because you are going to stay the same where you're at. In five years, we'll be doing candy in the neighborhood and you're going to be in the same place that you were in 2019. You have to challenge yourself. Change isn't always easy, but change is necessary. So you get to make a choice. And today, I hope you're not just watching just to be entertained or, you know, we're just motivating you. No, this ain't a motivational speech. This is a challenge. This is a provoke for a new you. There is a new you on that other side. Right. Sokoto, could you be heavenly in your, your daily doings, in your daily life instead of earthly? You know, and the, these are some of the challenges. These are the challenges that we have. Rhonda, these are the challenges that we have. Us. We have okay. to every day. Um, when I'm acting a fool, I need to ask myself. I'm like, okay, I'm being foolish right now in this area. Let me have a moment, Lord. I'm like, Lord, let me have a moment. 
because I just need a moment right now. I need a moment. So this is the way I talk to the Lord. I'm like, Lord, I just need a moment right now. I know I'm acting a fool. I know I'm totally acting earthly and carnal right now. And we're going to deal with it, Lord, because I recognize it. And I know I got to repent and I know I got to deal with it. But let me, just give me a moment right now. So I take a few moments and I just sit there. And by the time I know it, I'm probably crying at that, at that point because he's already dealing with me. And I start to repent for that thing that I'm doing. And I have to be conscious of whatever it is. So a lot of the times I, I want to go to anger. So the Bible says it's okay to be angry, but sin not. See, I don't know how to go to anger and not sin. I go to anger and I want to tell you off. So I have to, I'm dealing with these things. It's way, way better. But I'm just stay, still saying there's still something on the other side for me. I want to let this go. I want no part. This is how this is how bad I want God and everything he has for me. I want everything, all the benefits of being a citizen of heaven here on earth. I want all the benefits. I don't want to miss out on anything. And so I say, Lord, if there's anything, yeah. anything within me that holds me back from my purpose, from knowing you, from, uh, from fulfilling my, remove it, Lord, from the root. I don't want no part of it. I renounce it. I don't want it. I want you more than I want anything. So I'm getting to that point in my life where I, I'll even look at myself and say, man, you're so foolish and acting up. Like, here's another opportunity for us to deal what's really in your heart. Like, I'm talking to myself. I have to coach myself through it. Because the, the earthly candy is comfortable in it. The earthly candy has functioned like this for 40-something years. And she's used to it. My earthly, the earthly candy right. is like, get out of it, man. <laughs> like, you already yeah. came to Christ. Why are you still running back to do the things that you used to do? It's like a dog eating your vomit. Yes. So the earthly candy is like, come on, we got a job to do. Right. We got things to do. There's blessings that you can't touch because you want to be right about you being right. And so I have to come to a conclusion that I'm wrong. I'm wrong. My decisions are wrong. My decisions are foolish. And I want God and his benefits. And because my children, my husband have to deal with my foolishness all the time. So I want to be a heavenly candy 24-7 if it was possible. Lord, 24-7, that's my goal. I want to walk in your spirit 24-7 because when I'm not walking in the spirit, I'm stupid sometimes. I make some dumb decisions. I make some foolish decisions. I say dumb stuff to people that I love sometimes. And here you are, a pastor, and you speak life into people, but sometimes you act dumb. Like, come on, get it together. So that's why this preaching is like really messing with me. I'm like, no, I want, I know God. I love him and I love his word and I know his word saves and I know he saves. But am I being a citizen of heaven at all times? Am I a representation of a citizen of heaven at all times? And I had to answer myself and say, no, that's the reality. That's real. I'm not going to sit up here and lie to you. No, I don't walk in the spirit 24-7. And I need to. I need to. So that's why I need him. I need him to change me. I need him to change my heart. Well, because I want to yeah. go back to the old candy sometimes. Acting yeah. dumb. Well, and that's the thing is when our faith is shaken, what comes out is what's inside. When your faith is shaken, what comes out is what's inside. Yeah. It's a perfect example. 
me and Candy were going on a, on a date, and we're going to go see the Condors. If you guys drive on Edison Highway, there's like those double lights, and usually one's, one is green, and the second really close one is red. Red, yeah. Constantly. So here we're driving, and I pull out to go on Edison, and I'm not lying. Like, we, we almost got smashed. It wasn't a good thing. The, they they had to be at least, I don't know, they were going really fast. So I'm pulling on to Edison. They're going to T-bone us, and we just brace for impact. Somehow, I swerve, they swerve, and... We, like, missed each other by a hair. I yeah. mean, literally. Right? He was going to T-bone us, so I turned and I looked, and all I did was scream and brace myself for the hit because it was right there. I don't even know what how it happened but i didn't close my eyes and the car just went like that and we both were just stopped like this we were facing this way he was facing this way eastbound we're facing um west we were going this way and he was coming this way and we ended up like this and i just stood there and mario went into like immediate anger right um so he went into immediate and i'm gonna let you tell him about tell him about that but i literally just seen that car like slide right next to us and didn't hit us so immediately i went into gratitude like you just saved this lord like dude god just saved us like he literally like picked up cars and moved them like like there was no way and we didn't get hit so i'm in gratitude and he's mad yeah Dude, instantly, I'm mad because I'm like, you know, this guy didn't pay attention. And uh, there's no excuse for the anger. It was the anger. There's no excuse for it. Um, But I know where it stems from. It stems from when, you know, my brother died in a car accident. So any time people drive like fools... It's very hard for me to be heavenly Mario, to be heavenly minded. And so it messed with me. Um, I tried to be myself throughout the night. It was a good game, but they ended up losing. But it, it was, it was, I was trying to come out of it. But at the same time, the Lord was dealing with me. Like, why is it that Candy could rejoice that God saved us in that moment and you're all mad? Like, like, what is it? Why is it that I can't be happy? Why is it that I can't be, uh, I can't have a heart of gratitude? And so it messed with me, even going into the next day. So, of course, um, the Lord just is dealing, was dealing with me about that. And it's like, man, I've saved you before. And I did it again. And... You know, if there's anything that I should have been was thankful. Yeah. But when your faith is shaken, when things don't go your way, you know, it'll it'll know, you'll know what comes out is what's inside. Mm-hmm. Is it the faith and is it the belief in scripture that allows you to be heavenly, Mario? That allows your mind to go there and your heart to go there? You know, to have a, a heavenly thought, a heavenly attitude, 
um, those kinds of things. So that was that's just one experience that we've been experiencing in the last two weeks, which has been, I mean, just been nuts. Yeah. It's been crazy. And today we want to challenge you guys on, are you heavenly minded or are you earthly minded? Yeah. Is everything pointing towards earthly values? Not that those things are bad. We need those. We also have a prayer, right? Our constitution, the word of God says, right? That we pray, right? We pray on earth as it is in heaven. So that's why it's important for us to understand our Bible and our constitution. Yeah, we're praying that prayer. We're saying that we are aligning with heaven. That means that whatever, whatever is his will... Let it be done. You're saying, not my will, your, your will, will, and um, let it be done. Um, what, what is going on in heaven, let it be done on right. earth. And heaven is a kingdom that we don't understand. So we're asking for something that we don't understand to happen here. Because at least we have some kind of sense that we know that he knows everything. And that we want heaven to touch earth. Right. We we have enough sense for that. But when heaven touches earth and your child dies, you're like, "Wait, hold up." Mm, I don't know if I if I like that. Español. Hi, Asalia. Or when heaven touches earth and you got fired. I don't like that. I didn't that wasn't part of the plan. You're asking for God's plan to supersede your own plan and that you're willing to give up your plan for his plan. And it says in the Bible that his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. It's saying your, your thoughts are this big and my thoughts are so advanced you can't even understand them. It says as high as the heavens are from the earth are his thoughts from our thoughts. So, we're asking for that to come down here. So, sometimes we aren't going to understand it. And I'm here to tell you, you're not called to understand it. You never were intended to understand it. He never intended you to understand. He, he intends you to, to trust. He wants us to trust, not understand. So that's kind of, you know, you're walking by faith because if you knew everything and you can see everything, then that's well, not walking by faith. That's walking by sight. Right. If you're walking by sight, then what are you, you know, if you're not walking by faith, what are you walking by? Sight. And that's why it's important in Hebrews chapter four, Hebrews chapter four, read all of it. It's only like 16 verses, I think, or 18 verses. Mm-hmm. Anyways, but it talks about resting to be, to as a citizen of heaven, you could be rested that God has you. Yes. You, you, you don't have to worry. And there were, there was points of times in my life just recently with our kids. I, I would worry about our kids. I, I would worry about them that they were, dude, like they, they need to have a relationship with God. You know, they're, they're dude, they need to stop acting foolish, blah, 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 you know? And I, I would worry so much. And then I was, I was drawn to the story of Abraham and it says because of his obedience, his family 
was blessed for four generations mm-hmm. because of Candy's obedience. This is the this is the cool thing that I love. See, this is the difference. Look at check this out. In my life, because I grew up in Bible, I grew up in church, I grew up in temple. My dad was a pastor. He was a bishop. My grandfather was. My great-grandfather was, right? So you're talking about four generations of obedience. So I grew up in a home that was God-fearing, mm-hmm. right? And and at least had a concept, a concept of the fear of God and his kingdom. Yeah. And then... I married Candy. She got married. I mean, she she got saved at 37 years old. She grew up in a home. Go ahead, Candy. Um, We believed in God. We um, knew, quoted some things. Like my mom, really, to tell you the truth, all I knew was to call on the blood of Jesus. That's all I knew, or the name of Jesus. If something demonic comes in or something evil or you feel scared call on the name of Jesus. That's all I knew. We went from um, visiting, because I'm going to tell you, we didn't really go. We would go and then we would leave, um, you know, church. We It was the Apostolic Assembly. We would enter and then leave and my mom would go back and forth and finally she just stayed in the Catholic Church. But we really didn't go to church. I grew up, really, to tell you the truth, nothing, nothing. I, I, can't, I can't even claim really being a Catholic because I would only go on Easter Sunday and maybe Christmas and maybe like on the day of the um, which is December 12th the day of the Virgin Maria like that's the all I would go really to tell you the truth I really didn't go to church baptisms weddings so I grew up with really no conviction like if I didn't think if I was doing something wrong or sinning or that God would be mad or or even to think like, oh, I'm sinning. No, I didn't grow up thinking, oh, I better not do that because God's going to be mad at me or I'm going to I'm going to go to hell or there was no thought of God in my in my mind. I only thought about God when something bad was going on and he would save me. So I'm going to pray to him and I'm going to ask him to save me or make it better. But other than that, I don't remember, I don't, I'm not going to remember him. I'm not going to talk about him. I would pray sometimes and I would go through little areas of my life, seasons of my life where I would pray. Then years would pass and I wouldn't. So I didn't grow up with that thought of even pleasing God, making God mad, nothing, nothing. Yeah. And I did that for 37 years. And the, and the reason why I bring that up is because even if you do grow up in church, a lot of times we do religious acts. It's not that we're even kingdom-minded or we're a citizen because we don't even understand our what comes out of our mouth. What, what, the way we live our life does not look like a, like a heavenly citizen. And so that's why I bring that out, not to boast like, oh, yeah, I grew up in this thing. No, because you could do religious acts and have no relationship with King Jesus. And yeah. so it's important. Yeah, because I see, you know, I see I, I seen people um, from the outside I mean, from the outside looking in. I seen them growing up in church. I thought they were hypocrites. 
because I'm yeah. like I know the stuff that you're doing. Yeah. When you're outside of church. Well, we. So you know, I would I would be watching like, this is all fake and phony. Yeah. It's all fake and phony. That was from an outsider's view. Why would I go there, to do the same thing that I'm doing now? They just spend a lot of time at church, but they're doing the same thing that I'm doing. Right. They're just undercover. So what's worse? So that was the mentality of going to church, but I never, never knew about a real relationship with God. I never knew that I could talk to him um, like my friend or like my father. Like, no, 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 no. Right. God is your friend. You Like, he, he really wants to hear everything about you, like every detail of your life. No, I didn't think that. He's too yeah. high. He's a he's a god way over there, far away, almost waiting to judge me. But I think I'm going to be saved by grace. So I don't know. I had all kinds of pieces of scripture all twisted. Right. So. And that's that's why again it's important for us to be in a to to be in your word to understand your constitution as a heavenly citizen. It's important that we read our Bible and not only just read it, we walk it out, we live it. We know what the world says about Christians. Oh, I don't want to go to church. Mm-hmm. You know, there's nothing but hypocrites there. Yeah, but you also go to work, and there's plenty of hypocrites there. You go to the club. I know there's hypocrites there because I used to go too. We, you, so we choose whether and where we want to go in life instead of going to the Word of God, reading it, walking it out, because sometimes... The only Bible people will ever read is you. Is you. Sometimes the only Jesus people will ever see, Rhonda, is you. You are the hands and feet of Christ. Angie, you are the hands and feet of Christ. And so it's super important that we have a responsibility as a citizen of heaven, that we represent the kingdom of God that's at hand, that that's what scripture tells us. That's, and then we wonder why we get into messes. Because when I make a decision out of being earthly, Mario, earthly thinking, I'm going to get myself in trouble. Yeah. But if I go before the Lord, if I understand his teachings, right? And then I make a decision that has to do being heavenly thought, it, there's going to be a blessing. Mm-hmm. So the next time you have to make a big decision first... Seek the kingdom of God and everything will be added on. That scripture that we just read to you today. First, do these things. First, seek his kingdom. Surround yourself with good people that are going to champion you, that are going to love you, that are going to be about you. A lot of us, we welcome people in and it messes up your kingdom. It messes up the territory in your mind. Yeah. It starts clouding it up. You start believing what people say about you. And sometimes you start even believing your own thought, your own negative thought about you. The Word of God says, this is why we read our Bible again, it's important for us to understand that everything good comes from our Heavenly Father. Yes. So what does the Word of God say about you, Rhonda, Angie, Laura? What does he say? He says that you're wonderfully and beautifully made. Right, But the earthly person, the earthly thought makes you go to other places and believe other things and to be true, even about you and about yourself. So I challenge you, we challenge you and we provoke you today to first understand 
who your King Jesus is, you know it's going to be Easter this Sunday, one of the biggest days as Christians that we celebrate. Yeah. Right? The resurrection of Christ. Mm. And he died for your sins, both past, present, and future. And he's saying, hey, I want a relationship with you. Right? Old thoughts, they try and come back. You're right. But the Word of God says this is why we need to read it. The Word of God says what? We are a new creation in Him. Mm -hmm. All things are passed away. Mm -hmm. Don't look back. Look Mm -hmm. forward. Mm -hmm. The Holy Spirit is constantly moving. The thoughts are the ones that will kill you because that's where the battleground is. I don't know if you've ever um, read Joyce Meyer's Battlefield of the Mind. Because thoughts are... That's where it starts with your thoughts. So... um, that's why it talks about that we may, we have to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Renewing of our mind means we need new thoughts. That doesn't mean that we just let go of the old thoughts. You have to replace it with something. So what happens is sometimes we're all like, well, I'm just going to let go of that thought. That's a lie. You need to replace the thought. With so the tell heavenly. Me, with the heavenly thought. So let's say this. Um, the thought is coming in. Um... You're ugly. I don't know. I'll just put it that one. You're ugly. You're ugly. You're you're fat. You gained all this weight. Look at you. You're just you're a pig. Am I the only one? Because I know that my thoughts are really criticizing. Look at you. Look at those arms. What? Ha- now you're not even summer ready. Look at you. Those are thoughts. You not, you're, you're not, not just summer ready. You're not summer ready. Oh. Okay. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Summer's right around the corner. It's like a month. Away. You ain't summer ready. So, um, so that's what happens. The thoughts come in. So you're just not going to say, oh, that's a lie, Satan. You have to replace those thoughts. The replacement is I'm pleasantly plump right now. I'm pleasantly plump. I'm going to work on it because you have to have an action. So what happens is the reason why I'm talking to myself, the reason why I, I'll, I don't put a goal, you know, and I don't reach it because I don't put an action to do it. I say, oh, I'm going to lose 10 pounds, but then I have to put an action to do it. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to let go of these thoughts, but I have to replace them with good thoughts. So I'm beautiful. Look at this. These hands work. Look at my feet. They work. They run. I could still run. There's some people that don't even got feet. There's like, I have to start talking to myself about the good thing. What works on me? What is what? I don't, I don't got this. I don't got that. You know, I have. Uh, I, there's no reason why I can't work out. Do you get what I'm saying? So you start replacing those thoughts. Um, financial situation. I'm broke. I ain't got no money. Um, ah, this and that. And oh my God. First question: Are you living above your means? You should be asking yourself. I need a new thought. You know what? I'm gonna go through. I'm short on money, but you know what? I'm not accepting that. You know what? I'm going to go through my garage. I'm going to start selling stuff that I don't even use. I'm going to, what do you call it? I'll I'll do this. You'll start thinking about things. This is just the earthly thing because you can just trust God and ask God to show you. But there has to be some type of action too. There's some type of action that you have to do because it says you you have to have some work in there. Faith without works is is dead. dead. So I know that you can sit there and be like, Lord, I believe you that I'm going to lose 20 pounds and sit there and then boom, it could happen. Do I believe it could happen? Girl, I believe anything is possible with Christ. But 
So I believe I believe that it could happen for you. If you if you're just sitting there and it just came off, melted away instantly, I believe it. Because I, I believe God could do anything. But most of us gotta put some action into it. Meaning that I gotta put some work into it. And with the help of God, have you ever went to work out and you're working out and working out and working out and you don't lose anything? You need to ask God to help you because you're putting in the work and something's not happening. Maybe it's the mind. Maybe it's the thoughts. Again, faith without works is dead. So I hope you guys really, really got the concept of being a citizen of heaven. We want you to be understand. Yes, you're a citizen of heaven. Yes, you said yes to the Lord. Yes, you love the Lord. But are you living with all the benefits of being a citizen? We, we compared it to being a citizen of the United States. The Constitution. If you don't know the Constitution of the United States, then you don't know your rights and your benefits. The Bible is like our Constitution. In the citizen of heaven, you have some benefits. You have some promises. And unless and you don't... boundaries. Know, and boundaries. There is that, law in there. That's why there's that law in the... Constitution. keeps us out of trouble. Yeah, there's law in the Constitution that keeps us out of, uh, out of um, trouble and keeps us out of jail. So, so it's, it's so with the Bible. There are some boundaries that keep you out of, tru- out of trouble. See, a lot of people are like, well, sin... If we sin, God is going to destroy us. Wait a minute. I got to time's up. Hey, I just want to tell you guys, if you like what you're hearing, go ahead and put a thumbs up. Yes. Let us know where you're, where are you uh, watching, where you're from? watching or where City you're hearing State. from because we got to bounce out on our podcast. Hey, podcast listeners, we appreciate you guys. Continue sharing, liking it with your friends. God bless you guys. We will see you next week. Peace out.